So I just had an idea. Um, I have a way to help. <clears throat> uh, I can I can teach you guys about baseball um, because uh, I just <laughs> Ryan, uh, you just watched your first game ever. Uh, Naya, you are you are incredibly um, doing your best to kind of uh, um, pick up on the game quickly here as you give uh, you know daily updates and reports. So, um, awesome, I uh, was an obsessive baseball fan for about 20, 25 years, and so yeah, it's, it's a better sport than you realize, right? Like, it's, it's very boring, um, I understand that, it is, this is not its best version, so if you start watching now, I am sorry, um, it's very, very boring, um, but the history of it is amazing. So, um, so Grandpa likes the New York Yankees. And uh, growing up in the '40s and '50s, he liked the Chicago Cubs, right? '40s, '50s, and '60s. And then uh, when he moved to New York, he kind of adopted the, uh, the Yankees and became a big Yankees fan. Um, which really, I'm sure for him, felt like he was selling out big time because. The Cubs are, um, historically, the Cubs are the Sacramento Kings. Um, they, they just don't, they're bad. They're just a bad team. And, like, it, it's just, it, it had the feel for about 100 years, from maybe the 19-teens to the 20-teens, like, literally 100 years. It kind of felt like there was a Little League team that got to play baseball against the grown-ups. Um, just they have a, a field called Wrigley Field with a W and it's in Chicago oddly enough for the Chicago Cubs and but it has bleachers it has bleachers so if somebody hits a home run it's just a bunch of like fat guys sitting on a bench and that's like half their stadium it's just like just flat high school football bleachers and every other team has a thing that got invented, I guess, in the 20s called a chair. So that is, uh, that, that's indicative of just their history. They're just a bunch of, and they literally call their fans bleacher bums. Um, just, just bleacher bums, guys. And, and it would not even be about coming to the game to win or lose because you're a Cubs fan, so they're going to lose. So you just have some beers, you sit on a flat piece of metal, and you quietly contemplate how you got here. That, that's what being a Cubs fan was when Grandpa was growing up in the 40s, 50s, 60s. Now, back then, they'd only been bad for like 30 years, so I'm sure he had hope. Um, but when he moved to New York, all of a sudden, hey, I, I guess my hometown team now is the Yankees, which were the opposite of the Cubs. The Yankees in the 40s, 50s, in the basically 23rd, 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s um, were, um, were amazing. Um, they, uh, they were essentially like if the Lakers and Celtics uh, 
combined teams and got to count all of their championships. Um, they won like they won like 25 championships in the 20th century. It was ridiculous. Um, in the uh, in the 40s, maybe 50s and 60s. I mean, it was like weird if they weren't in the finals. Um, finals in baseball are called the it's called the World Series. Um, and uh, <laughs> I don't know why, because uh, it's just just Americans. Um, that's really all it is. It's North America, and um, whoever the best team is, you know, between New York and San Francisco, that's the world champion. So, um, but the Yankees, uh, you know, in the 40s, Let's see, they were incredible. They just have a long history of, of, of people, right? Like, really good teams, they uh, they retire the numbers of really great players. Well, the problem with that is, the Yankees have had so many great players that all their new good people, like uh, the like Judge, the, um, the, the tall guy, the like very smooth looking, um, like gigantic guy, he wears the number 99. Wears 99. Nobody in baseball wears 99. So that's kind of, but he can't be a regular number because all the regular numbers have been worn by people who are so amazing at baseball that they were like, nobody else is allowed to wear this. Like, never? No, never. So they just retire all their numbers. So you literally have like um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine just like wiped off the board so and 21 and 42 and you know you know whatever else whatever else so um so yeah so so it's weird it's really weird how good the yankees are so um so yeah and it all started basically with a guy named babe ruth um and i'll give you a chance to breathe because i think i've been talking uh pretty pretty fast so you got the cubs and yankees um, there are other teams in Major League Baseball, um, but uh, yeah, there's um, uh, there's just there's just a lot going on. So um, so in baseball, right? Um, first of all, it was the most significant, important sport in America. So you have to, and I know it's hard for both of you guys. You have to imagine a time when baseball actually felt important. Um, and, like, the political vibe that's in the nation right right now, like, it's very fractured, and, you know, there's a lot of challenges. It, didn't, it wasn't always like that, right? Like, in the, you know, 40s, 50s, you know, there was a lot of um, politics, but it, I don't think it was as necessarily as fractures it is now. Um, I would say baseball was roughly as important as uh, politics. So, you know, just like just imagine that baseball mattered more than every other facet of American life. And you'll get a feel for how important this stuff was. Um, the Yankees became the Yankees uh, in about 1920. So, you know, baseball... Really, they started the league in like 1879, 1876, something like that. 
But that literally, if you, that's 10 years after the Civil War ended. So, you know, there weren't a lot of like charter flights out to LA so the Dodgers could play the Yankees. Like it didn't, it just, that wasn't what life was then. So it was just a bunch of times that the Yankees would go to ride a train together and then take a stagecoach to the game to play the Boston Red Stockings. It was, it was not actually like a professional sport in the sense that we know it. Um, so there wasn't much history. There wasn't much really to, to, to get excited about. All right. So that's the, the last 20 years of the 1800s. You get into the 1900s, you know, other than like tinkers to Evers to chance, uh, in like 1908, there's, there's not a lot to write about, right? Though there was a poem, I think, written about that. Um, it's not going to be on the test. Don't worry. Um, so, though it wasn't, it was a Cubs thing. Um, it, but uh, in about 1914, uh, this 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 Bamf, this, this badass mofo uh, named uh, George Ruth or uh, uh, Babe Babe Ruth uh, starts playing baseball for uh, the Boston Red Sox, and uh, he's really good. He's a really good pitcher. Uh, he's really good at striking people out, and then. Um, you know, pitchers, the guys that throw the ball real hard, and they they pitch about once every four or five games, right? I, I guess their arms just fall off if they do it every day. So you can swing a bat a lot, and it doesn't really hurt. But if you if you try and throw a ball that hard, you can only do it about once every five days. So Babe Ruth is a good pitcher, and he plays once every five days. And weirdly enough, every fifth day when he plays. Uh, he's also the best hitter. He's he's far better than any other hitters. Um, and so the Red Sox, just brilliant as they were, uh, said, hey, you know what we should do the other four days? Nothing. And I think everybody collectively was like, you know, there, I, I have an idea. And they were like... Uh, yeah, so do we. Uh, losing. That's our idea, is uh, losing. And so uh, so they lost a lot. And, uh, and so what happened was they had an owner, right? The, the guy that owned the team, I think he lost a ton of money. Um, and he was like, yo, I... I he, I think he put on a play in Boston. It was like a really bad play. And he lost a lot of money. He was like, wow, that play, mm, wow, I really thought that that thing was going to be the thing. Bad play. Nobody came to see it. So he's like, yo, I need some cash. So he goes to the Yankees, and he's like, hey, can I have $100,000? And they were like, sure, for Babe Ruth. And he was like, done. So in like 1919 or 1920, Babe Ruth goes and plays for the Yankees, uh, the bitter rivals of the Red Sox. And Red Sox fans are like, great. First we saw a shitty play. Now we have a bad team. It's a double loss, right? So, um, so it doesn't go well, oddly enough. And they actually, uh, on the Yankees, they're like, hey, you can pitch some. 
like a little bit, but we would actually like you to be five times better and play every day and be um, like a like a like the best hitter ever. And he was like, "Bet I'll do that." And so he was just immediately the best hitter ever. And a home run is that thing that happens when it goes over the fence, and like you don't even have to run hard. You're just like, "I'll take my I'll take my goddamn time." Thank you very much. He's gonna walk around these bases. Uh, he hits more of those as a person uh, than any other team in baseball. Every other team is like, hey guys, congratulations. Here's your Starbucks cards. We had a great year. We hit 23 home runs as a team. All of us, everyone in this room hit 23. Hey, how many did Babe hit? He hit 59 this year. He actually, he got it up to 59. So maybe we're just punks. Maybe we all suck. So, um, you know, hey, maybe it's because, um, uh, who's that? Oh, uh, guy in the back. Hey, do you think we should let black players play? Maybe they're better than us. No, let's not even question that for another 30 years. So, um, so Babe Ruth just becomes absolutely more important, uh, more culturally significant. He makes baseball interesting, right? He made baseball interesting, right? So at this exact same time in the 20s, right, it's you know, American history, blah, blah, blah. It's the roaring 20s. Everybody's balling out. Everybody's like, yo, we got cars. Cars exist. This is great. Let's drive to the ballpark. Oh, that's a crappy ballpark? All right, let's make a better ballpark. We'll build it up in the Bronx, you know, where there are farms and shit. And we'll just make a gigantic baseball field so that thousands of people can drive their Model T cars and watch Babe Ruth. And so, and they literally called Yankee Stadium, they called it the house that Ruth built. That was like the nickname for like 80 years. It was like 50 years after he was dead. They were like, hey, let's go to the house that Ruth built. Um, that was how big this guy was, right? And so, so, the 20s, they just dominate, right? And they also came up with the idea um, there, there have never really been numbers on jerseys. So every time you're like, oh man, uh, 24, oh man, in Michael Jordan, 23. The idea of like putting numbers on jerseys, if I'm, if I'm remembering this right, was actually a Yankees thing where they said, hey, you know what? We got nine guys. There are nine guys that get to hit. Uh, you're up first today. All right, you're number one. We are not creative here. All right, you're up second. You're gonna be number two. All right, babe, you're up third. You're gonna be number three. Uh, Lou Gehrig, you're gonna be number four, All right? Um, eventually, uh, whoever was number five probably sucked. And uh, so, so somebody else got to wear that number. And then in like 1935, it was like, all right, let's bring up this crappy rookie, Joe DiMaggio. And uh, you get to wear number five, because the old five sucked. So we're just gonna let other people wear it still. Joe DiMaggio was amazing in the 30s and 40s. Um, and then you get to the 40s and 50s, you've got um, guys like Don Larson, who is the only person that has ever thrown a perfect game uh, in the World Series. Uh, perfect game being, hey, let's just go ahead and um, not need fielders. Um, 
let's let's go ahead and the other team will literally never even get to first base, right? So you go in baseball, the goal is to get around the bases and get back home. You get a run. That's how you get runs or runs win. But to get to home, you got to get to first and then you go to second base, which is kind of straight ahead behind the pitcher, and then third base and then home, right? So if a team, <laughs> if they fail literally 27 straight times, they, they get one, two, three fails uh, for nine straight innings, uh, 27 outs, not a single player even gets to first base. That is a perfect game. It's only been like 20 of those, 25, 30 of those in 150 years. It's fairly rare. Um, the only guy that's ever thrown one in on in the finals is a guy named Don Larson, who did it in, I think, in 1956 for the Yankees. So there's all this history that the, if, almost everything that has been done has been done by the Yankees, or a Yankee, right? Babe Ruth, Lou Gehrig, Joe DiMaggio, you know, Yogi Berra, who's just the fucking most hilarious dude on the planet. And uh, so you just got all this cool stuff, cool history. Um, anyway, to be continued, uh, that's, that's uh, we're getting started here uh, with um, baseball. So um, basically, uh, Babe Ruth, and um, that's really all you need to know. That's, that's like 40% of baseball history.